Listeners, welcome back to another episode of Forrest Gump Minute, your weekly podcast where we talk about the movie Forrest Gump four minutes at a time. I'm your co-host Rob, joined as always by my best good friends Joe and Duff. Do you think there's any readers of our podcast? Like people who just read the transcriptions of them? Yeah. Like they, I don't think they're created automatically anyway. I know, but like, do you think someone pays to, for like a has like oh. a pro, like a someone who is hard someone has someone has this sent to a transcriber and they type it up for them? I mean, I would love if if someone's listening to that way. I'd love to hear about it. I just don't want. Well, they're not listening that way. Well, if someone is experiencing it, experiencing that way, it that way, I'd love to know. About I just it. want. I just wanted to say something to make sure they felt included. How long would it take to read one of our podcasts? Well, if they if they actually read your laugh as long as it takes, <laughs> then probably a pretty long time. Oh, how do you think that would get transcribed? Oh boy, maniacal shrieking. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It would be in like little little parentheses or whatever parentheticals. Um, I did uh, freelance transcription for a very brief period, probably a couple months when I was. In between jobs or something like that, or when I was just out of college. I didn't know that. It, what kind of gigs did you get? <clears throat> um, it was just through one company, and they would send you um, an audio file, and sometimes the quality was terrible, but they were actually really strict about the the transcriptions. Like you had to use, It's kind of like in screenwriting, you have to use the exact format and... Uh, yeah, like you would have to say the so, syntax. Yeah, syntax. So depending, it would be like in uh, brackets, Rob shrieks or something like that. Mm. <laughs> Rob, that's the episode title. Shuffling Rob noise shrieks. as Rob rubs his face <laughs> <laughs> compulsively during laughter. Inaudible. <laughs> uh, Inaudible. <laughs> uh, well, we're talking about minutes eighty-five through eighty-eight, and uh, this segment begins with. Gump, uh, I don't know why I wrote Gump, Forrest meeting Nixon and ends of him talking to Bubba's gravestone. Um, I'm going to start off right away, guys. I Of all the like historical things that happened in this movie, I think this is my favorite one, uh, is uh, this whole Watergate stuff. Oh, God, it's so lame, man. I think I, it's, it's funny. As the movie goes, it's one of the better gags. I, think. I guess, yeah. I guess that's true. Um. We have we have Nixon giving him this uh, this plaque. Now I listened to way too long on the commentary about or on like a special effects thing about how difficult it was to get this footage of this plaque that Nixon's holding to like have Forrest's name on it, so that when you zoom out, it still looks right because he's sort of moving it around a lot, like he's sort of like shaking it a little bit. And that was apparently incredibly difficult, and it's like done for such a short amount of time. I'm like, well, it probably wasn't worth it. We could. We could just assume that it's meant for Forrest without seeing his name on the actual plaque. Um, but uh, he gets that from uh, from Nixon, and Nixon asks him what hotel he's staying at and recommends staying at the Watergate Hotel. And we have the scene where, like I said, it cracks me up. It's, it's Forrest Gump. Now, apparently this is in the same location. Like, this is a hotel room in the Watergate Hotel that, like, from that window, you could see what was happening in the Watergate offices, um, which that's a commitment. Yeah, it is, and also like, 
it's a funny bit, man. I mean, it's like really funny to me that like what in the in this movie history that's what brings Nixon down is Forrest Gump couldn't sleep and he kept seeing people with flashlights across I, the shades. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Snitch. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> He thinks we're looking for a fuse box. God, can you imagine the things Nixon would say to, about him on the audio tapes oh, if they found out that it was Forrest God. Gump? <laughs> I can't. I, I have an idea, but I can't say yeah. that. Uh, I can probably barely say this, but when you were talking about what Nixon says to him, I was going to say that uh, if this were a more realistic movie, it would have included the phrase, damned Jews. <laughs> yeah. He's like, where are you from, Alabama? Uh, so you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you're one of the good boys down there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a decent Nixon, Duff. Thank you. Yeah, that was good. So uh, this is the last president that he meets, right? This is the last president that he uh, meets. Okay, yeah. so I've been waiting for this. Okay, is, do you guys mind if I do a little interjection here? Sure, go, go ahead. ahead. What? What? Um, if you could be like digitally, like. You are a you are a character in a movie, and you could be digitally made to meet a president. Which president would it be, and what would you say or do to them? Hmm. All right. So it's it doesn't actually happen. It's just us. It's like it's just footage of us saying something to a president. Yeah. So just yeah. it's a movie. Yeah. Yeah. You'd like to see this made. You know, like like and and forget technology. If you want to meet George Washington and have footage of gotcha. that, that's fine. Okay. Uh, or it'd be a painting. <laughs> <laughs> um, could I tell? Could I meet Bill Clinton and tell him to maybe not have cigars in the Oval Office? Well, you gotta like paint, <laughs> tell, give the scene here. Well, it's it, it it's uh, it'd just be me in the Oval Office uh, with Bill Clinton and just telling him that uh, you know maybe going into a little bit about smoking's on not healthy. Uh, oh, how about you pull the cigar box off his desk and you'll be like, these things will get you in trouble. Yeah, Ooh. there we go. Yes, Joe. <laughs> I wouldn't have these. These will, these will just get you in trouble. Okay. Duff, you want me to go? Do you need more time? Uh, yeah, I'm still thinking. So I would, uh, I would meet Reagan, and I would, I would ask him to draw a clock. <laughs> Wait, I don't. Why, why would you ask him to draw a clock? That's a dementia test. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Like, what's the test? Can you draw a clock at all, or you have to like have the time on it, or they don't know where to put the numbers? How what, what how how do they screw it up? Uh, so I I guess I don't know. I uh, let me read about it quick. Uh, so they just draw a just, giraffe, and you're is, like, well, that's it. Just failed. because it should be pretty easy to draw a clock. They they can't like somebody who has um po- like possibly has dementia like they can't. They literally can't draw a clock. They can't draw the numbers around in a circle. So they could do the circle, but they can't do the numbers inside of it. Uh, I, th- I there might be different. Like the now that the, the examples I've seen is like they'll draw all the numbers in a corner. Okay. Okay. Like, so so all right. So it's not like it's not like you ask for a clock and it's like here's a shoe and you're like well okay no like, it's just like a super screwed up clock yeah okay anyways <laughs> well now we know. Thanks, yep. Joe. Uh, just in case the listeners don't know, it's because his brain was like a rotten sponge. That's why, that's why I'm saying that. <laughs> Jeez. I, I guess didn't know this old clock. So if we ever get to a point in our life where someone asks us to draw a clock, we got to know the gig is up. 
Like <laughs> it's not. It's not. An as- <laughs> we might assault. be in trouble. It's, it's so, not a standalone. It's part. It's like part of the test. Like a. a a doctor or whomever's doing like a test to look for signs of dementia. It's one of the things they do. Yeah. It should be one of the questions you get asked if you are, you know, maybe intoxicated. Can you draw a clock, sir? <laughs> <laughs> so I bet that, you know, either way, not a big esteem booster right there. Cause what if, what if you like perfectly draw the clock and then someone's like, Oh, hmm. uh, well, no. I guess it must be something else then. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I'm usually right about these things, but sorry. <laughs> or 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 refuse to draw a clock. No, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want sovereign to. citizen. Don't yeah. have to. <laughs> can't be di- can't be diagnosed with Alzheimer's if you refuse to take the tests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. Overthinking it. Um, Duff, what do you what are you doing here? Is this a, uh, a, a so- old black and white photo of you with Hoover? What's happening? Uh, <laughs> uh, you coughing on Fillmore or whoever which guy died right away uh (laughs) william henry harrison yeah you coughing on him (laughs) that'd be funny and lest anyone think that i'm actually smart i only know that because of the simpsons (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's what that's your stuff no um no you sidetracked me mine uh, this i don't know this is i feel like this is a rob bit but do you know those uh like those gimmicky like uh, sun, it'll be like a toy looking sunglasses on a <laughs> on a sunflower seed and if it's solar powered it like goes back and forth do you know what I'm no talking? <laughs> <laughs> they're hey, like duff duff, they're, duff why don't you draw a clock such <laughs> it's like these little trinkets where uh, So I know that you guys have seen something like it'll be these trinkets where if it's solar power, it's solar powered and then it'll just like move back and forth or something like Like in your yard. (sighs) No. No, (laughs) Okay. Continue. I'm sorry. I feel like I should start this whole bit over because (laughs) so let's, let's go with, uh, so Forrest has a solar powered calculator Okay. And he shows it to Jimmy Carter, and that's where Jimmy Carter gets the idea to put the solar panels on the White House roof. Well, that's pretty good. That's wholesome. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's not. It, the question wasn't about Forrest. It was you. Yeah, it would be me. Oh, but you. You okay? Yeah. You, you showed him how to write boobs on a calculator. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> hey, check it out. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Perfect. Um, guys, I have a question on this movie thing with Forrest here being up. And I and I'm wondering if anyone. So he calls and he says he can't sleep because he's lights, right? Yeah, yeah. And and then he puts the phone down. And do you guys see what he does immediately after picking putting the phone down? Pulls the shade. No, he pulls. He's got an ice cream sundae he's eating. Yeah, he likes uh, Lieutenant Dan ice cream. So yeah, it's, it's what he did. He likes ice cream. It's what he so did in how, the army after he got shot. Yeah, but he's at a hotel room and he says he can't sleep. Why is he eating ice cream? Room service. Maybe so he, maybe he'd already gotten up. He's like, well, I'm up. Might as well have some ice cream. And like then he, he had it in his room? No, he called room service. It's a, the Watergate's a fancy hotel. Okay, so he asked for ice cream. And then... Okay. And then he I've kept, never ordered room service. I uh, we don't did, know if I have either. We did when we were on vacation a few years ago... 
because it actually ended up being about the same cost as going out and it was pretty good. But before that, it had been a long time. We we're not a room service family when we no. vacationed. No, no, I'm not either. Um, I will say another little bit I like when he makes a phone call is that he's on the call on the phone with Frank Wills, who was a secretary guard or secretary security guard, <laughs> who secretary in real life guard. the secretary guard. <laughs> I, that's the the spot in the administration I hope to have someday. The secretary <laughs> guard. Listen, let him work. Yeah. Leave him alone. They're all their way starts p- now from the filing cabinet. <laughs> So the security guard who actually like broke like who found the people in Watergate was Frank Wills. They and forgot to take tape off the thing, right? Yes. Is that what it was? Well, a- actually, yes and no. Um, he had walked by a door that you're right. The tape there was tape on like the the latch, so it would you know not shut. And he saw it. An old Frank Wills. I don't think he's old. He's like 24 or something. He he removed the tape from the door and just thought, oh, that's weird. And then he came back 30 minutes later to see the tape was back on the door. Someone had retaped mm-hmm. it. So then he called the police, and they turned off the elevators and locked the doors so they could search the offices office by office. Then they then they ran then they then they then they found the old plumbers doing their stuff, um, plumbing up the leaks. So, yeah, the thing that I think is wild about this segment in this movie is um you know we transition from force making this call you know at the watergate hotel to nixon resigning which is wild because in reality that's like over two two years years. yeah so um maybe that's why in my head and so many other people's head it was so much faster than what it really was yeah it was it was well it was before the 72 election yeah, he like destroyed in the right? 72 election, too. I yeah. mean, he, um, uh, he won 49 of 50 states in 1972. Um, but, yeah, and then it wasn't until 1974 that he resigned. So, wild times, guys. Long timeline. Um, Unlike today, which is extremely normal. <laughs> yeah, everything is. I'm glad things are better now. Uh, <laughs> God, we don't even know how bad things are going to be when this comes out. Just no. think about that. That is true. For our listeners, we are in. We are on uh, week one of COVID nineteen. Um, the grid is still social up. distancing. So it we have March, no idea. It is March eighteenth. So if, we apologize. Possibly. Yes. Yeah. Is yep. hello future? Is the grid still up? Uh, are we still a country? Am I still alive? <laughs> All good questions. Um, okay, well, let's let's assume we are, and uh, we see Forrest. He uh, he's playing ping pong. He's discharged from the army, and he goes home to visit his mom. This is something he does How not do. How long book. has Forrest been playing ping pong against that wall? <laughs> <laughs> it is a good question because, like, he's been doing ping pong for like you know he's, even the Nixon thing two plus years. He's, yeah, he's just kind of a. Like a USO show to raise morale or something? I guess, yeah. Just for years. I'd be entertained by that. Like someone really, really good at ping pong. Oh, yeah. I'd be entertained by watching it. I wouldn't be entertained to have to train and yeah, do it it's all just, the time. Oh, does, no, no. Does he just terrible. wake up and Well, it'd be better than fighting. Just does he know. wake up and start <laughs> ping ponging? <laughs> You'd rather go on the march in the jungle than play ping pong 10 hours a day? 
Well, I, it depends. I mean, right now I'd rather do the ping pong. The but jungle after, has like, the sweet release of death, at least. <laughs> yeah, after six year, uh, six months of playing ping pong, I might be ready to go in the jungle. Yeah. He likes it, though. He he does enjoy it. He does sort of ask. I've, all I'm curious about is he's just standing there in the corner. I'm wondering <laughs> how long he's been there. <laughs> um, So he gets discharged from the army, goes visits his mom. Do you think that's the first time he's stole anything? Oh, when he took that, when he, he took takes it? the paddle and kind of gives that funny look. Um, do you think he stole it? That's his paddle, right? Well, why, do, why does he know. give that look and like be sneaky about it? It's the army's paddle. Yeah, you're right. I never really thought of it that way. Yeah, he's a little sly about it. Like I'm taking this paddle. Well, that that segues nicely because he gets home, sees his mom, and um, she mentions about all this. All this endorsements. That like a typical uh, celebrity parent, she's finding a way to monetize her son. <laughs> um, Whatever. Guys... Mrs. Gump got paid. Good for her. <laughs> well, she doesn't get paid because she says he gets... Well, I guess she probably got paid for all this, but she said there was an offer of $25,000 for his sponsorship of the Gump Mao table tennis game. Yeah, that's probably he... like, I don't know least six figures in today's money which market is that sold in is that a u.s market thing at this time definitely yeah you know and then no one wanted to be mao everyone wanted to be forest um that makes sense then but then one of your friends has to be mao like you're like well (laughs) whoever owns it gets to be gump all the time i'll be i'll be mao (laughs) (laughs) um so he gets a twenty five. You just ship. You just ship all the mouse side ones to the, your landlord. <laughs> uh, Gump gets the twenty five thousand, and uh, he goes and visits Bubba's family, meets them, and looks like he's you know he's going to go start a shrimping business. So yeah, cool. Bub- so he Bubba's family has the correct reaction to this weirdo cracker oh, showing up. I mean, it is weird. <laughs> Because they don't, I mean, they might have gotten some letters about him, maybe, but, like, it's not like they've ever met him, and all of a sudden this weird dude in a suit shows up with this, <laughs> this suitcase. Um, very like, Hey, can I see your kid's grave? <laughs> see, I don't, I disagree with you guys. I don't really think it is that weird, and I'm sure things like this probably were more common than you would think, right? Like, like friendship, I'm sure, transcended color barriers, Mm-hmm. at the time racial and barriers and and class well everyone well, fighting was poor but that's yeah true. um or, or at least working class or john mccain well he was he didn't have an opportunity to socialize much while he was there <laughs> they didn't have uh they didn't have uh socializing hours in that hotel <laughs> so uh like I'm, I'm, I can't. I, I would kind of imagine that that happens somewhat frequently. Like I think I it's know. just more because it's forest. And like, yeah, <laughs> I don't think the fact that it happens weird. It's just like forest is such a bizarre little bird when he shows up for the first time. <laughs> bizarre like, little bird. You're I just guess. like, oh, I don't this know. is this is the guy Bubba's talking about. I, I I guess I kind of thought it was like a cheap joke, like like laughing at the uh, very idea of a white guy going to visit a black family, and it's like I, I bet that happens, but I don't oh. know. Maybe I'm being. Dumb. I think I, I think it's more that he's like, it's like, hey, I'm gonna start a shrimping business because of your son. <laughs> but he never says. I guess we just don't see him saying that. But I guess yeah, you're right. We should we assume the, that he. You're right. We should assume. That's he why did. she asks if he's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> 
He says, are you, yeah. She's, she asks if she's crazy or just stupid. Uh, he gets to say stupid is, stupid does. Um, Twice in this whole, <laughs> like in 30 seconds. So he visits uh, visits Bubba's grave. You know, the sad thing on this is Bubba's 24 when he when he died. Um, and uh, he kind of, I do enjoy how his, like, his little accounting here that he got that 25,000 and he's got 24,562 and however much sense left. Um, so he spent $438 guys on a new suit, haircut, dinner with his mom, a bus ticket and three Dr. Peppers. So we're going to play a little prices, right? Let's rank those in it by expense. So are we all agreeing that the new suit was the most expensive probably? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's next dinner with his mom or the bus ticket? Dinner. Dinner. Okay. And then a uh, haircut or bus ticket then? Um, that haircut? Bus ticket. Yeah. <laughs> bus ticket was more expensive. Okay. Do you, so, well, it depends. Do you think he's a good tipper? When did you learn you were supposed to tip haircuts? Uh, from the beginning, because even when my mom paid for it, like I was taught in, from the beginning you tip, the, tip your barber. Duff, what about you? Uh, I don't, it was probably later because, um, for a while I had home haircuts. Oh yes. Uh, and then with the thing, the Floby. Oh yes, sir. We had a Floby. What? Really? Yeah. I've told what? you that. Like the I? Wayne's were the suck cut. The lit. I mean, suck cut was Floby. They just couldn't use the name, but yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. We had, my mom got the OG Floby off a infomercial or something. Oh man. Wow. Was it, how was it getting Flobied? Uh, whoa. It's a personal getting, question. Getting flow blowed. Uh, we kind of stopped doing it around like junior high because I'm like, look, I, <laughs> this is not, <laughs> this is not going to hack it anymore. So it's hard for me to remember. Um, you have, so there's two different attachments and one attachment is for the top of your head and one is the other one is angled. Mm-hmm. Um, also my mom would do some, uh, actual cutting on her own, like not a ton. So, um, I'm going to memory being what it was. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, uh, it is not great for being fashionable. Did you ever secretly try to use the Floby for hair no. that wasn't on your head? No, okay. I knew where this <laughs> oh, was going. No. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just wondering. So, <laughs> so okay. he's just asking questions here, okay? Yeah, uh, I'm just wondering. So, two things though. Um, number one, uh, the head of the Floby is pretty big, <laughs> and uh, number two, very sharp. Uh, you would not. Uh, it's not like a you know like a wall W O H L trimmer or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. It is. You do not stick your fingers in there. <laughs> um. Wow. Or or other parts. You could buy. I just looked on eBay. You can buy a uh, vintage 1994 Floby for forty nine dollars on eBay. Used like your dad in the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> From I'm, yeah, used condition. It says right here. You also so. have to. Uh, one thing I do know uh, is you have to insert uh, oil every so often to keep the the mm. metal teeth sharp and uh, moving well. That makes sense. Hmm. Uh, old Floby Duff, man. 
Un- unreal. The things you learn when you podcast a movie <laughs> four minutes at a time with your friends. Shocking yeah. that someone who regularly had home haircuts with a Floby now has a podcast. Shocking. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, so obviously, the what is doctor- mo- what is more humiliating or weird? Is the Floby or just someone putting a bowl over your head and cutting your hair that way? Uh, I think the Floby. No, uh, I disagree. Descent. The f- the floby, the floby is an investment that your family put into your hair. The bowl and the cutting <laughs> is just we looked around the house and saw what we could do. But it, that's that's the point. Is is <laughs> it, it the floby comes from a place of privilege? Like if you can buy that. Wait, no, no. The floby is saying instead of going out and paying for yeah, you know, twelve dollars a paying. haircut, I'll pay thirty dollars to do two years of yeah, haircuts. You still need that thirty bucks. Joe, but, you're the guy who pays by check to save a dollar fifty. Exactly, that's my point. But Joe, Joe, I'm not. No, 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 no. Listen to me. You're. I, I'm saying the bowl is even cheaper, and just as ugly. <laughs> so, so you're spending more money for an equally terrible haircut, is what I'm saying. Okay, so you're saying if you're gonna go low, just go low with. The yeah, bowl. that's what I'm saying. Like at least like the bowl haircut. Oh, it's like, well, that own- is free own the awfulness of the haircut yeah like the 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 the, the floby you have to pay for it yeah, i the floby you get the dimension i don't think you do <laughs> the floby it's also i'll the one thing they don't tell you about the floby is is the vacuum noise is unsettling it's because <laughs> there's like not they, much mess right it cleans up sucks it all up no that's the whole point but the other thing like i said my mom would kind of use like a razor and do you know, the sideburns and things like that. Because the thing they don't tell you about Floby is, like, you can't really use it to get, you know, behind the ears or some, you know, to yeah. trace it out. So <laughs> you have to have some level of skill. Otherwise, you end up looking like some type of werewolf or something. I- <laughs> <laughs> Teen Duff. Um. <laughs> All right, Duff, give us those musical notes. Uh, this music is terrible. <laughs> I'm really I'm getting annoyed with this movie because uh, we're just we had to talk about the doors so many times and this week we're just in the this like this is the music that an '80s youth pastor would put on on a <laughs> Friday night to think he's Who cool. One hundred percent has an earring. Yes, cool. yeah, like that's how he thinks he's he's like hip with the kids. Is <laughs> righteous uh, gemstones ass music? <laughs> yes. So we got. Raindrops keep falling on my head. I uh, like that song. Uh, give me, give me the BJ Thomas. Uh, uh, this is another Burt Bacharach and Hal David penned song. Uh, we've, I believe, talked about before and wrote just an obscene amount of better songs than this. Um, this That's was, true. This was uh, the big hit from the movie Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Uh, completely like when that pops up in that movie it's like what is go- like it's completely it, out of place in my opinion yeah so for anyone who doesn't know um there's this pretty famous i'd say sequence where um whatever year it is bicycles are new and so paul newman gets a bicycle and <laughs> it's so stupid like it, it it takes you out of the movie completely i think i hate this scene it's it's is that a controversial take I don't know, but I watched it just out of context today, and I haven't seen that movie in many years, and it made me think that movie is terrible, and I don't think it is. I mean, I think it's, I mean, I know it's 
regarded as one of the first greatest buddy movies and it's Newman and Redford. Mm -hmm. But when you haven't seen that movie in probably 25 plus years and then it's just like weird uh, vaudeville music interrupting this BJ Thomas song while Paul Newman does antics is awful. It sucks, yeah. I like watching them like, I have no desire to revisit this movie, which I is weird thing to say about a movie with Paul Newman and Robert Redford in their prime. The Sting's better anyways. <laughs> same uh, stars, same director. The Sting's better. I haven't seen The Sting. My favorite about part of Sting is when and when his face is painted white and he's got the bat. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part's the tantric sex part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rake them. The Sting, Sting, and Sting. <laughs> The wrestler is number one for me. <laughs> then I'll go the movie, the Sting, and then I'll go the 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 artist Sting. I think that's fair. I think, I think that's the right order. Uh, I was never a WCW guy, so I would like someone to teach me what's so great about Sting. Oh, he fought the NWO. He was the one good guy against the NWO, and he loved to hide in like rafters and stuff. Yeah, he right? just show up in rafters with his black bat, and he was like, oh, his leather coat. He was like the crow. <laughs> that was the crow. point. Was he? Did he emerge after the Crow movie came out? That version of him did. Yeah. So it was like it was a ripoff of the Crow. Yes. Oh. Before he like early early Sting the wrestler had like a more colorful gimmick. <laughs> like tie dye. No, just like his his face had like a uh, different color paint. Like a clown. No, like not like a clown. It was more just... like. Do you remember the tag team Demolition? Yeah, but they were they had black and white. No. Oh. It yeah, was I that, do. It was that type of makeup. Yeah, it was like yellow and black often, or red and white and black, and it was still kind of cool. Or kind of like one of the guys from Kiss, but sometimes I thought, different I thought colors. Demolition was always black and white makeup, too, and it was Legion of Doom that had the red and all that stuff. Yeah. Or, listen, we, we'll spend all day talking about old wrestling. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm Well, sure. better than raindrops keep falling. Oh, okay. You sent me, I'm looking at a picture now. So he's like Ultimate Warrior look. Before. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I got like nothing. Ultimate Warrior meets uh, Duke Nukem. <laughs> yep, there we go. Or like uh, the dude from Street Fighter, Blanca, Guile, oh. Ken. This is quality content. <laughs> <laughs> or Guile, yeah, Guile works too. Listen, I just did me some talking to the sun. Uh, so yeah, raindrops <laughs> keep falling on my head. It's not a great song. It's yeah, a, I like it. It's it's a dumb bit in the movie. Um, yeah. The only other interesting thing is that uh, the singer B.J. Thomas uh, recorded the original version of Hooked on a Feeling. Oh. That song uh, sucks, too. <laughs> that song is terrible. Uh, and he also he also wrote... You the like that song? I like it, yeah. Yeah. Come on. I like the beginning of it. I don't need all of it. Ugh. <laughs> Duff, uh, t- break the tie. No good pop song has a sitar in it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. White people, don't touch them sitars. They ain't for you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, and then, again, moving on, and it's barely audible in the background, but we got uh, Tie a Yellow Ribbon Round the Old Oak Tree by Tony Orlando and Don. <laughs> uh, Tony Orlando, most famous for uh, Knock Three Times. Mm-hmm, okay. 
Um, beyond that, let's just dunk on Tony Orlando because he <laughs> is he. Yeah, tell me, teach me more about him. I don't. Well, I, n- his biggest thing is he was. Uh, I mean, he was kind of like one of those schmaltzy '70s variety show singers. But then he was born again, and now he is hardcore MAGA. He <laughs> he did a lot of campaigning for first Mike Huckabee. Um, <laughs> Famous comedian Mike Huckabee. <laughs> uh, this is just a uh, excerpt from an NPR article. There was Tony Orlando on stage, emceeing the event and singing his number one hit from forty years ago. <laughs> Tie a yellow ribbon round the old oak tree. That song sucks. Yep. So he's really into praying. Great name. Really, great name though. Really into Mike Huckabee, and now really into Mike, our our current president. And I am reasonably sure that Tony, as of this recording, I'm reasonably sure Tony Orlando was a speaker at the 2016 RNC. <laughs> they all the stars were there. I remember uh, what's his name Chachi was there too. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So, any 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 other musical notes from this? Uh, those... From this segment, um, well, we have later the song. It's uh, Jesus on the Main Line, which uh, it's a, a gospel song. It's not really a pop song, which it's fairly hard, at least in the online, in the amount of time I took to find anything really definitive about it. So it's most likely a religious song from the early to mid 20th century that was kind of just passed around community to community. So there's not a definitive history of it. Uh, yeah. And it's, so it's just kind of an adaptation of a traditional gospel. Nice. All right. Well, guys, you have anything else on this? I'm tired of this soundtrack, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't worry. We only have. Aren't we only like halfway through this movie? Uh, we're more than that. Oh, or yeah. maybe we are. I don't remember. I, there's a couple songs I can think of that are left that I actually like. We're on segment That's 22 of true. 36. So we're two thirds into it. Two thirds right. of the way through. All right, we'll home get stretch. This, bud. We'll get through this, bud. All right, guys. Well, listeners, Gump Minute on Facebook and Twitter. ForceGumpMinute.com slash chocolates. You can go there and uh, go to our Facebook group called Box of Chocolates. We are on Patreon at Patreon.com slash The Midnight Boys. You can rate and review us on the ways you listen to us. <laughs> Start throwing uh, out stars. Yep. Throw those stars to them. Give them to us. Give, give us your Tony Orlando's. <laughs> and we'll be back next week with a guest, I believe. Can we close with a song? Yeah. What do you want to do? Raindrops nope, are nope, falling. No, no, no. Rob, just be ready to join, okay? Okay. Everything is food, food, food. Everything is food to me. I would gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. today. I would gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. (laughs) Happy the days while I'm ending the nest. Till once more they ride high out to sea.